In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. Well, happy anniversary, Trinity. Praise God. So, I don't, what are you feeling right now? What are you sensing in your soul? What, what are you expecting out of this year that's in front of us? We have a choice. We can either just simply count the time, 150 years, or we can consecrate the time. We can make it holy, set it apart and dedicate it to the Lord. Now, of course, all of time is His time. But we human beings have a tendency to waste time and lose track of time and take time for granted. And on the other hand, we're afraid of time, that time is short and time is running out. And we're so busy. And we spend so much time on so many other things that we leave little time for our Lord. And so from the very beginning, God instructed His people to set apart certain times so that we would be drawn back to Him, but also to remind us that all of time is from Him and it is for Him. The Lord wants us not just to count the time like a clock. He wants us to consecrate this time. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all of your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Every seven days there is to be a day of Sabbath. A day to remember that we are not slaves to labor as the Israelites were to the Egyptians. That we're not machines that only have value in what we produce. That we're not human doings, we're human beings. And so one day, just one day a week, to just be, to rest, to reconnect with God and with each other. So, every seven days, a day of Sabbath. Ah, but then, every seven years, a year of Sabbath. When you come into the land I give you, the land which shall keep a Sabbath to the Lord, for six years you shall sow your field, and for six years you shall prune your vineyard and gather in its fruits. But in the seventh year there shall be a Sabbath of solemn rest for the land, a Sabbath to the Lord, you shall not sow your field or prune your vineyard. Now, of course, the logical question, if you say, what shall we eat in the seventh year if we may not sow or gather in our crop? I will command my blessing on you in the sixth year so that it will produce a crop sufficient for three years. Trust. Trust that the Lord would provide. And if you don't have to work then for an entire year, what are you going to do with all that time? I guess you have a lot of time for the Lord and for each other. Every seven days, 
a day of Sabbath, every seven years, a year of Sabbath, and then every seven of those seven year spans, the 49th year, came a bonus year, the 50th year. That's the Jubilee year. On the Day of Atonement, you shall sound the trumpet throughout all of your land, and you shall consecrate the 50th year and proclaim liberty throughout all the land to all of its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee for you when each of you shall return to his property and each of you shall return to his clan. The jubilee year meant three things. Just like a Sabbath year, no work. God would provide two years in a row. But also then, if in your poverty and your debt you had had to sell your family land, in the 50th year, it was returned to you. Or if you had to sell yourself as an indentured servant, you were set free. Return to your property and to your clan. In other words, go home. Go back to your family. You're free. God provided the food that would feed them, and He provided the amnesty that would free them. Now, ancient kings would often do this when they would rise to power, and they, of course, wanted to win the favor of their new subjects. <laughs> Much like our modern politicians promise us and give us all kinds of things, right? Because they want to win our vote. But God, God did this. He redeemed Israel from Egyptian slavery. But he instructed all of this because he wanted to continue to set Israel away, set them free from slavery. The ram's horn would blow on the Day of Atonement. That's the day of forgiveness, the day in which God and his people are reconciled. That ram's horn was God blaring out to his people, you are free. You are mine. You don't belong to the Egyptians or to anyone else. You belong to me. This is my land, and you are my servants. Not that he just reversed course and said, well, now you're my slaves. No, no, no. This is the royal estate, and you are the royal servants. Of course, the real slavery isn't laboring for Pharaoh. And the real debt is not monetary. And so Jesus comes home to Nazareth to preach his very first sermon, and he reads from Isaiah 61 as we heard before. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. The jubilee of jubilees. The year of the Lord's favor that is now for all years. The freedom of all freedoms. Free from the slavery and the debt of sin. Free to now return to your true home and your true family. Today, says Jesus, today this is fulfilled because the Redeemer is here. The Redeemer is here to buy us back with the priceless price of His blood. So here we are, Trinity, 150 years. 
I think that it's rather significant that a church that is named for the three-in-one God, that this is our third jubilee. Now, I know that some of you were here for Trinity's second jubilee, our 100th anniversary, in 1974. If you were here at Trinity's second jubilee, 1974, would you just for a brief moment please stand up? Not that any of you have aged, but that was a long time ago, wasn't it? <laughs> now, we actually, we have one member who was alive at Trinity's first Jubilee, our 50th anniversary in 1924. His name is Dale Smith. He was two years old. He's 101 years old today. And I thought to myself, will I be here for Trinity's 200th anniversary? Well, if I'm like Dale Smith, maybe I have a chance. I'll be 101 or turning 102 myself. So what are you feeling? What are you sensing? What are you expect, expecting? And what should we do now? I'd like to say we all get to take a year off of work, right? Wouldn't that be great? Go tell your boss tomorrow, I'm taking a year off. It's a jubilee year, you know? No. But the question is before us. Are we going to just count the time? Or are we going to consecrate this time? Let's consecrate it, Right? Well, how do we do that? Well, what we've just heard gives us instruction, tells us what this Jubilee year is for. Three things. First of all, to be dedicated. Let's make it holy. Let's be even more dedicated to our God. Every one of us here, I would invite you to ponder, how is the Lord drawing me closer right now to rest in Him, to trust Him more fully with my life? And how together as the Trinity family can we dedicate ourselves even more to his mission and his purposes? One of the ways to do this is to remember that this church and your church, your domestic church, I mean your, your household, they're not ours, are they? They're his. This is his royal estate and we are his royal servants. And he's not a tyrant or a dictator. He is a beneficent and gracious king who says to us that you are even more than servants. You are my cherished daughters and sons. So how can your home, as that little mission outpost that it is, wherever you live in this community. How then can we together in this cornfield that now has become a church, how do we further His kingdom in Michiana? As a church, we're going to make some big decisions this year. We will have to be even more dedicated. We will have to sacrifice even more. And we will have to trust even more that the Lord will provide the second thing the Jubilee year is for is to be home. Come home. First of all, be home in your own home with your own family. I don't know about you, but life is just flying by. It's crazy. And I find that my own busyness is actually a distraction from the real business of being a family. 
So be home with your family. Be together. And then be home here with your church family, your faith family. If you've been gone for a while or if you've kind of just been eh, here and there, come home this year. Come home. And let all of us not just attend. You know, that's what we do. We attend church. No, no. Let's be attentive. Let's be attentive to the Lord and let's be attentive to each other. And finally, for those that we know that do not know Him, let's invite them to come home with us also. Friends, we didn't just open those doors so that we could come in. They remind us to also go back out and to find those friends. And when we return, to bring them with us, bring them home. Finally, a jubilee year is given to us so that we can be free. We didn't blast a ram's horn. That would have been kind of fun, right? We had some beautiful brass, but a ram's horn is more like this. It's terrible. We instead, you all are much more beautiful than that, thank you. But instead of doing that, we decided to open this year, we would open these doors. And I asked everybody to pass through them to remind us of this one thing of the one who says, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he or she will be saved. He's the only way we can enter into this year. He is the only way we can enter into heaven because he is the one who has redeemed us from the slavery and the debt of sin. Our sin is not just, oh, the naughty, terrible things that you do. No, no. Your sin, my sin, it holds us back. It entangles us. It keeps us from truly being ourselves. It keeps us from having the relationships we're made to have with God and with each other. And that's why His forgiveness is not just freedom from, it's always freedom for. It's not just freedom from the things that we have done. It's freedom for who we're made to be. And so whatever has you entangled, imprisoned, locked up, and enslaved, give it to Him. Give it to Him today and be free. Because this is our Jubilee year, friends. This is the year of the Lord's favor. We have a whole year in front of us now. What are we going to do with it? What's it for? It's for Him. It's for you. It's for each other. It's for this world all around us. So I would invite you right now to take another moment in prayer with me in the silence of your own heart. And let's consecrate this time. Be dedicated, be home, and be free.